הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשבר עצמה. ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוחמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. Today we continue where we left off, Se'if Resh Ayin Aleph, Conversation 271. A few pieces of advice that Rabbeinu is going to give us, giving us different perspective, different ideas on how to serve Hashem Ibach, things that can renew our, our Avodat Hashem, important stuff that we should pay close attention to. And um, um, Rabbeinu is going to set things straight, the record straight on a, certain, on a few different ideas, um, especially the second one. which is going to discuss uh, what a lot of people take pride in and how Rabbeinu says those things are not things that we, we need to take pride in as the Jewish people, that our pride exists elsewhere. Let's pay attention to what Rabbeinu says and see what we can get from it. Se'if Resh Ayn Aref Amar, Rabbeinu said, Halo achen v'ani dahko l'akif b'akafa she'itnu lo le'achar zman Rabbeinu says it's customary for a storekeeper sometimes when a man cannot pay everything up front, he'll sell to a person on credit. Essentially, the man will pay on a later date. A storekeeper, a person who owns a business, will a lot of the times um, sell to people on credit. And we see this, uh, what do you call it? A lot of the time, especially online. When you buy things online, there's, there's different things where you can pay in installments. Things like this, essentially, you are um, committing to pay at a later date. ומדוע לא יאמר האדם איזה כפית דרך תהילים, או ללמוד, או לעשות שאר המצוות? רבנו compares this to עבודת השם. To serving God. Rabbanu asks, Why doesn't the person recite a few chapters of Tehilim? Or study? Or do other mitvot? And then those mitvot or those good acts that he had already done will be prepared and set for him. <coughs> ready for him at the time of need. Rabbanu says, There will be a time that a person needs this. Whether it's later on, <clears throat> whether it's in a day, a month, a year, a couple years, um, the world to come, whenever you're going to be judged on a great day. So all these things are necessary. The mitzvot that we do, they can all help. That a person can call up his schar, his merit. And um, <clears throat> essentially call on his merit. And it will come to his, uh, it will be effective for him. It will come to his need. It will come to his need. Meaning what? Rabbeinu is saying, why not be like the storekeeper that gives merchandise um, and sells it to you on credit? Why not be like that person? Meaning what? Why not take things on credit? Why not do things? Do mitzvot or perform mitzvot. Do good things, do good acts, pray, study, read some tehillim that um, essentially could be used on credit. that can be sold on credit, essentially meaning to be used on a later date, that they could be paid up front on a later date. Sometimes the tzedakah that you give, uh, the charity that a person gives, can be used at a later date. You might just keep that in storage. <laughs> But the tzedakah that you use could have saved your life in, in two years. Why? Because you give $100 to a poor person. We don't know how it works. It's, these are things that Hashem Yitbach only understands as a shamayim. But Be'emet and a great tzedikim, especially the true tzedik, who understands how every act, Mamash, has a, has a uh, what do you call it, has a repercussion, and every, especially every good act can, uh, can affect you for good. But Rabbeinu is saying, why not do things, why not store things? 
store good acts, kindness, um, prayers, uh, study, and then use it on a later date, pay it up on a later date. Rabbi Nathan says, I only heard this conversation from another person who, who heard in the name of Rabbeinu, but I never heard it from Rabbeinu's mouth, holy mouth um, himself. It seems to me that this conversation sparked a greater, larger conversation that was very beautiful. But I did not merit to hear it, Rabbi Nathan says. And I think this is important for us, that even though we don't see the, the uh, what do you call it, the immediate, immediate um, effect um, of our actions, we don't see how our actions are affecting something immediately. That does not mean we should not do it and perform it, so that God willing, later in the future, when we, when we do need it, um, it will come to our aid. As Rabbanu teaches us in Sefer Amidot, that the Yidbodedut, that a person does comes to um, the he bodedut a person done, uh, does um, can be served as a salvation for him and for his descendants. So we see that things are stored on for later generations, especially things as great as he bodedut and, and studying Torah and other mitzvot like tzedaka and things that can can create a tremendous um, change in the world. That God willing, we should perform many mitzvot and not do it with the intention of holding it on credit and holding it. Um, um, holding it in storage so that it can be used at a later date because we should do this just because we love Hashem. That's the highest, the ultimate level. But Hashem, it starts with this. It starts with doing things because we know that there's a personal gain. <laughs> no person is, is rid of ulterior motives until they get to that level of tzaddik gamur or level of that great tzaddik that removes all his desires and serves Hashem with complete love and devotion only for him. This is what Rabbeinu speaks about in Lesson 5 of Likut Mo'an that the, everything that tzaddik wants is the Simcha of the mitzvah in itself, that the reward for a, a, a mitzvah is that he wants another mitzvah to serve Hashem. But of course, this is uh, something we should strive for and we should do this because if we do have this motivation and we really believe this with complete faith that our things, everything that we do has an effect and you know we can be used on a later date, we would perform many more mitzvot, many more masim tovim, and we'd have a munah that our actions aren't gone, um, aren't in vain. Uh, Seif Ein Reshbet, 272. One of uh, a person from a certain village, a very irreligious person, it was one of the, the people who wasn't very practicing, came to Rabbeinu, and he actually boasted himself in front of Rabbeinu. He, he uh, what do you call it? He took pride in himself. He made himself large in front of Rabbeinu for the fact that he was very learned in the languages of the Goyim. Essentially, he knew many different languages. And the man took pride and he was telling Rabbeinu that he was, in, he was visiting certain government offices, um, government buildings, and those places... They had scribes that they did not know how to read a certain word. They didn't know the meaning of a certain word. And this man interpreted it for them. These people who are literally, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, government elected scribes and people that have very high ranking positions came to him for advice. And this man took pride in that. And this man had such great pride and arrogance for the fact that he was so learned in the, in, uh, the languages, in many different languages. 
this man left the room. For the fact that this man had such great pride over such stupidity. Rabenu is saying to know languages and to take pride over knowing so many languages is stupid. And we can see why. We'll explain a little bit more. But at a very simple level, spending time to master certain languages which are unnecessary just to, for the pride of the fact that you know the language is in itself a waste of time and bitrizman. Uh, unless, of course, it is to enhance your uh, a person who might want to learn how to expand his vocabulary to explain Torah in a different fashion. Of course, everything lies with the intention. But this man took it in a great... This man had a great pride for the fact that he was so learned in these languages that everybody needed him. And that pride obviously wasn't stemming from a place of holiness. And Rabbeinu said this is stupidity. So of course everything lies in the context. Um, this man went out and Rabenu joked around over the fact that this man had such pride over something so useless and stupid. And one of Rabenu's students was sitting there at the table. This man was a tremendous scholar. An awesome scholar. And he feared Hashem. This man told Rabenu, He was asking Rabenu, he's saying, Is it possible that this it's better that this man has pride over things that aren't that are foolish, sorry? Isn't it better perhaps that this man has pride over things that are foolish than a person who takes pride in the Torah? In the words of Torah, than a person who has arrogance in the Torah. Rabenu sat quiet there for a moment or two. declared, On the contrary, it's the exact opposite. In the Gemara Berachot, page 61b, what did it say over there in the Gemara? Of course, with this famous story of Rabbi Akiva being caught in prison by the Romans, where he would later be killed um, under their, their rule, may their names be erased. But Rabbi Akiva, the great Sadiq, was captured in prison. And um, Papus, um, a certain man, came to Rabbi Akiva and told him you should not teach Torah in public or else you're going to be in prison. And Rabbi Akiva said, how can a, essentially, how can a man, how can a fish live without water? So too, uh, a Jew live without Torah. And Rabbi Akiva still taught Torah. Of course, with the famous story of Rabbi Shimon and how everything goes down. Not 100% familiar, but nonetheless, there was an argument happening. And Papus, uh, what do you call it? When he was also imprisoned over something that happened for speaking words of... Uh, for, for, for foolish things, things that weren't even important. Um, Papus was put in prison, Rabbi Akiva was put in prison, and then Papus realized that he made a great, that he made a great mistake. And that Rabbi Akiva was right all along. And Papus said, Rabbi Akiva, happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, that you were captured for words of Torah, meaning that you were captured because you taught Torah. And woe unto Papus, woe unto me, that I was captured over Dvarim Betelim, over... Words for not, meaning meaningless words. And now Rabbanu is explaining the context. What does imprisonment have to do with this pride? And why being prideful in the Torah is better than being prideful over stupidity? And 
Rabbanu answers, Ki onesh The punishment for arrogance or haughtiness is imprisonment. imprisonment. Look in lesson 22 of the first volume of Likut Moran, and in lesson 63 of the second volume, Rabbanu explains over there, this incredible lesson, Lesson 63, Volume 2, about the this true meaning behind the argument or behind the, the almost bold words of Rabbi Shimon against his own teacher, Rabbi Akiva. For we know that Rabbi Shimon came to Rabbi Akiva and said, after Rabbi Akiva decided not to teach Torah in public, after this decree from the Romans came out that anyone who would teach Torah in public would be imprisoned, Rabbi Akiva was taken aback by that warning and um, stopped teaching. And Rabbi Shimon said, essentially, if you don't teach in public anymore, I will, hand, I will tell my father, Yochai, and, and because he has pull on the government, he will hand you over to the Romans. It's crazy for a student to tell that to his teacher, Rabbi Akiva, but the real meaning of what happened with Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Akiva, what Rabbi Akiva was really worried about and what was happening, Rabbeinu explains over there the awesome secrets and the Kabbalah, the, the secrets of the Kabbalah that are hidden within that um, that conversation that isn't surface level, not at all what happened. So Rabbeinu explains over there in that lesson as well as lesson twenty two of the first volume of Likute Moaran that the uh, punishment for haughtiness or arrogance is prison uh, imprisonment, and therefore we see that papus was imprisoned for stupid for stupid words or for words that were meaningless and yet rabbi akiva was imprisoned for words of torah and now rabbi is making the connection Essentially, Rabbeinu is saying that we see from the words of papus that he would rather have been imprisoned through the words of rabbi akiva why um, for you said Happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, that you were in prison for words of Torah, and I was in prison. Woe unto me, for I was in prison over things that were meaningless, were meaningless words. Meaning what? Rabbanu is saying now, we see here that better have pride in Torah and then uh, pride over Dvarim Betelim, over uh, Dvarim Betelim, over meaningless things. And um, that is how Rabbanu connects the idea, um, as we see that pride um, results in imprisonment. So, we should avoid pride at all costs. Um, but the, the 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 pride that we do fall into for it's very difficult to get rid of every single drop of pride. Bizlat Hashem that we merit to get to this level, but uh, along the way that we should only have pride in things that are kadosh, and um, slowly to get rid of that little by little. Um, that's it for today. Bizlat Hashem will continue in the next seif uh, Resh Ein Gimel. Bizlat Hashem in the next episode.